What's up, everybody? You've been listening to The Light Before We Land by The Dagados. And this is the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. I am Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is going to be a special episode strictly on Gunslinger Girls. Yeah. Girls with guns. It's not Moe if you they say, kill. Yeah, yeah, you said that you could not be Moe. <laughs> you said they could not be Moe if they kill each other. They're not Moe. They're cute. They didn't really kill each other. I guess that would be spoilers. Unless you want to consider the second season, then that's a different animal. Oh, and there's something in the first season. Mm. <laughs> We've piqued some interest here. But anyways, yeah, that's our entire episode is going to be on Gunslinger Girls. Uh, Gunslinger Girls, the second season, Il Tetrino. Tetrino. There's going to be a lot of butchering of words because it's like mixed between Japanese and, and French and... No, Italian. Yeah. Is Italian French? Italian. No. Just Italian. They're both Latin-based, but yeah. So they are the same thing. So I wasn't technically... <laughs> hey, if you want to call it that, yeah. <laughs> it's like Spain and, and Mexico. It's all the same. They're all Latin. They're all Spain, the same. Spain is Latin, too. Yeah. Spanish and Portuguese and... Yeah, it's Latin-based. Thank you for joining the Geological Language Podcast. Social studies. Social studies, there you go. Anyways... Uh, but yeah, Language we're gonna arts. we're gonna start off with uh, kind of doing a, a full on talk about and review of this first season. Um, then we're gonna get into the second season and hustle the OVA, which was at the very end of the second season. I don't know if you wanted to do a spoiler cast afterwards. If you want to, yeah, consider when we get that point. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll just kind of jump right in there. Um, we're gonna start off with the first season, Gunslinger Girl. Um, hopefully. At no point in this entire podcast will I say Gunslinger Girls, because for some reason, in my mind, it's plural, but it's not. Correct. Okay. But well, I do it too, so don't feel bad. Yeah. We're both <laughs> stuck on it. Uh, the first season was done by uh, Madhouse Studios, uh, with uh, directed by Morio As- Asaka, and uh, that season uh, follows... The, the the whole idea behind this entire first and second season, technically, is uh, it covers a group within a social welfare welfare agency. It, it's it's its cover story is that it is a social welfare agency, and they do charitable things like they'll help the the hurting and the people that have had dismemberments with like uh, prosthetic arms and stuff, doing research like that. So. Um, that's their their ruse up ahead, um, but that is that is section two within this this social welfare agency. Uh, they have a section one, but it's basically uh, intelligence and uh, minor kind of things. Where where section two is more of the secretive, the group. But because what black section ops. two, what section two is technically that nobody knows is they're actually yeah they're they're black ops. They're counterterrorism, counter intelligence. They. Uh, and what they're also doing is they're making these cybernetic girls. Um, what it is is when a an, a mem- an agent actually joins this section two, uh, they are told to choose a girl. So they'll go from hospital to hospital, and they will choose a girl that is uh, as young as possible because they they take to the cybernetic implants better, um, and they also take to the uh, what was the conditioning better. Uh, but essentially, when they choose the girl, they're going to usually have no kind of nobody to leave behind. They're they're discarded by their parents or 
their parents died in a car accident with them and they got really injured. And they tell the hospital, we're from the social welfare agency. We're going to take care of this girl. We're going to give them the best of care that we have, this, this great technology we have. Um, so once they bring them back to the agency, or the Section 2, they'll then implant the, the cybernetic, uh, they have like uh, alloy stuff, lightweight, super strong cybernetic parts that they'll implant. And then they also do what they call conditioning. Conditioning essentially is where they, they brainwash the, the girl to do nothing but follow the orders of the person that has chosen them, which they call their handler. And they just become kind of a puppet. They're going to follow the orders of the handler. They're going to they're going to take a bullet if they have to. They're they are they are their bodyguard. They're going to do everything they 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 want to do. And they train these girls to be like the best of assassins. They're marksmen, they're combat training, all this kind of stuff to make them the most lethal girl they can possibly make them. And the I guess the the other side to it is that they're constantly being uh, conditioned if they do, if they step out of line. So, some of the handlers may choose to condition them to keep them straight. Some may kind of see them as, you know, what they are. They're actually still girls. Um, so that kind of lays the groundwork for this entire show. And it's in Italy. This is a Italy fund, uh, Ital- Italian government funded organization. And so when somebody is stepping out of line, if there's a group that is trying to cause an uprising. They're called to do the dirty work, and nobody knows who they are or whatever. They just they go and do it. They're the 007s. They're the if you if you're caught, we don't we don't know who you are, kind of thing. So um, there's there's constantly an uprising in Italy at the time, and they're just kind of used to stop it, so to, so to speak. That kind of I think you pretty work? much covered everything. Okay. So what do we want to talk about first? You want to Let's get do the easy stuff. Artwork. Artwork. Um, this was made back in 2002. Uh, the original... No, not, that's the original manga work. 2003. Uh, Mad I think, did a great job. It's not a, a very cutesy-looking style. It's very... Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the most pretty and vibrant shows. It really is kind of more mellow and gritty-looking as compared to most shows. Mm-hmm. Very dark and... But I guess compared to the the 2000 era, it, it's 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 around the the medium mark. I, I thought it was really color. well done. I think the environments and everything. The time, I think considering yeah. the time, I thought it was really n- n- nice. Um, a lot of detail in each of the characters. Everybody is stands out as their own person. I think I only had maybe one or two characters that it was a little bit hard to follow who was who. So, but yeah, other they, than that, it was very very unique each character and everything like that as as a side note they uh as a comparison to the dvd and the blu-ray we, we recently watched the blu-ray version of it and i think they did a good job uh upgrading it to blu-ray it's done by funimation uh there was a certain there's a few scenes where i think they kind of had to blur uh the character lines to make it look hd so but other than that i think it was a really well done hd port so but what I think what you really get from the HD port is the audio, which we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you that they are very detailed characters. Um, and I think the mood of the colors being so tame and not vibrant really lends well to the uh, the kind of what they're doing and the counterintelligence and terrorism and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they did a good a good job. The action scenes are just 
just they get you pumped. They're they're very well done, um, very fluent. Wasn't really any use of stills. It was a constant going action to kind of get the keep the flow going, so to speak. But anyways, you want to go from there to audio, I guess. Yeah, we could do audio. Okay. Um, like I was kind of hinting before, uh, the audio that they did for this was really awesome. Um, I I can't say enough how amazing the the music that they had in it. It was it was pretty much all now, did, orchestrated. This this, this I just I just want to make a a statement. We we are talking about the first season right now. Yeah. Okay. And just just make that clear. <laughs> well, that goes with the previous discussion with the animation. Um, but yeah, the the music is just in this first season has been was just amazing. I I love the the classical music that they played. It was always in tune right with what was going on. Um they were always matching I thought what I thought it was it, going on. I thought it was just pure genius. I felt uh, very moody at the times that I needed to feel it. I I felt um uh, a it just it was well done. I mean, and I, also that goes with the sound effects. I thought that the sound effects mm-hmm. were just out of this world, I'm, I'm I am absolutely blown away at how how detailed. I mean, yeah, well, I was you, mentioning like the echo of the like when they're out in the shooting range, hearing the echo of the gunfire, or when mm-hmm. they're out in, out in the field and somebody's on a distance and they know something's happening, you can hear the the echo of the gunfire. Um, it was definitely one of those shows that I just love, just queuing up the the audio, just maxing out the speaker and just getting the full. Uh, effect of the the gunfire and everything that was happening. Definitely, um, but yeah, that that goes into line with what I was saying about the the Blu-ray and DVD mixture. Um, for those who don't know, that DVD is going to be a little bit less quality because they have compressed audio, whereas the Blu-ray, I think, I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent, but I've I've watched both the DVD and the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray, it just the audio stood out to me this time. So it, I really do think that you get a a better audio experience uh, listening well, to it. Well, I, I mean, just to give you an idea, when we had watched the first episode, there was a particular scene that I just, it was, it it captured, I, I know that you've heard it before in shows, but uh, a character was stepping on wood and, and there was this kind of creaking noise that happens as she's stepping on that Worst wood. assassin ever. <laughs> the cybernetic. But, but at the same time, it's one of those things that it just stood out so, so much. I don't know if it was after after that when we went out outside for a moment and we we started discussing the the scene, and or if it was actually that scene where we stopped and started talking about it. Uh, but it it just it stood out so much. The sound quality there just stood out so much that it it was just something that we ended up having to talk about at that time. Yeah, that was a, that was a couple parts where I think the the music just I've already mentioned it before, but the music kind of just cues in perfectly. There was a there's about three moments in the entire series that the first season that are they they stand out more than the rest of the season, and there were just really impactful scenes that when they cue the music and they kick the music up and you just have the situation they're going through, it just made it ten times more impactful to me. It's kind of like what I was talking about with uh, I'll know a zero that's going on right now is I don't it, it bothers me that some of these uh, studios don't realize how important sound is and just how much more having a vocal track in there 
having the music ramp up at the right time really does sell a situation more than what it was originally. And and and, and it, it, it's it's an interesting effect because a lot of times I may mention or Andrew may mention that I I don't really remember the 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 soundtrack in that particular show or or we have to go back and actually listen to the the yeah we're the doing show a written review or something and we're like yeah. get the sound you're going I, I guess I, I I don't remember but when when a when a show actually is done well with the soundtrack it just it'll blow you away enough that you go wow listen to this music it's just it just adds to the show and it and I don't think they're really original pieces this is all just stuff out of classical beethoven and stuff it, it's all just your standard orchestrated music but they just they chose the right uh scores for the right situations i think mm-hmm. um but moving on to the story itself you're in the first I, season i want to i i actually kind of want to hold off on the story for right now if that's all right okay because i i think that let's get let's get season two our our impressions on overall and everything like that because there's going to be it's going to be too easy for us to go start start getting into digging into the story between the two at the two seasons. So you kind of want to mix the both seasons? Yeah, I think that we're going to end up because of the way story is, I think that it's going to be natural for us to go and start picking apart between season 2 and season 1. So well, I want to give my quick impressions on it then and then we we can we can dive into it more then. Because uh, I want to, I want to, I don't want to push people away from the first season. We're making these decisions on the spot, people. <laughs> it's well, I, I, I just, I think that it's going to be too easy for us to start uh, going back and forth on those two. That's fine. Just do it, do it the way you want to do it. I am just going to go with that then. Um, <laughs> the second season is Il Treat. What did I say? Il Trito, uh, Tritano, El T, El T, El I, I hate Teatrino. I hate Italian. Teatrino. <laughs> um, anyway, this Gunslinger Girls too. Let's we'll go with that. Um, this one was actually made six years later in 2008, and this was done by Artland. So a completely different studio, completely different director. It's uh, Ray Mano, Mano. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're we're talking about a completely different crew here. Um, same publisher. Still, still Funimation. Still, uh, it would be. It would be Artland for Japan, um, but completely different people here, and it it shows. Um, this story is going to be more covering again the same concept. There's still section two, um, but a difference between the two seasons. You're going to go more into uh, a constant. Uh, there's a constant threat happening with this one group, and it's a uh, I forget what they were called. Five Republican factions. Right. And they're essentially trying to set up something to cause a downfall. It is a, it's a kind of a, a ring of people, and you're kind of following one of those people that is seated within that kind of council. And he himself is trying to bomb a certain bridge, and it's kind of going to bring in old cast of characters. There's, there's these two, uh, what was the male and female, the bombers? Franco and Franca. Franco and Franca. Well, I don't remember that one. That was the easiest one in the entire show. <laughs> um, but they are essentially the sort of the the main focus of the entire season. And they are bringing in a new uh, assassin boy. He has been raised from childhood up 
by this particular council member to be an assassin. And so them, them three together, they're going out to go bomb this bridge. And throughout that period of time, you're kind of getting to know more about them, the assassin boy, the council leader, and how they all kind of fit together and if they're going to essentially take down this bridge. And of course, section two is trying to stop them. And that's about all I want to get into without starting to talk about the similarities between the two. So we'll get into animation. The animation done by Artland is completely 180, stark contrast from the original season that Madhouse did. It looks terrible. Yeah. I can I mean, I, much... I, I have no redeeming. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find a redeeming aspect of this season, but there's nothing. The characters look wonky. I, there's I, so, I, so many stills, so many mouth flaps. You'd have probably 50%, maybe 60% of an entire episode is somebody sitting there without their face or anything moving, but just their mouth flapping or just showing pictures of art or stills of people standing around in a, in a street that are in half walk mode, just stuck in place. Everybody's frozen very cheaply done in my opinion i i i i can uh, i can attest to this it, it was i you know i think that the thing that probably bugged me even more than that was <laughs> they were it was almost like they were so pressed for budget on this season it was almost like they would because every once in a while they would do a kind of a flashback to the first season and they would actually take the scenes from the first season and, and put it. it in the second. No, they weren't redoing yeah, it. Yeah, they were redoing it. They were redoing it. No, them all. Yes. I promise you, they it was the exact same one. scene. And they would put it in this, and and it 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 looked like the old show. And then they would put the new show up there, and it was like, okay, do you realize that you're making it look that much worse by putting it next to the original scene? No, I think they were the same exact, or they no, were redone. They were I all. I'm sorry, he says that, but I'm going to tell you all, they were all redone because they were in different positions. And I tell they you that he's wrong. <laughs> like even the 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 fishing scene, she was over on the left of him rather than being no, no, no. the tree. They showed they the other different. scene. They showed the other scene li- a couple seconds later, and they showed her on the other side. I'm sorry, they were all different. No, they were all I'm telling changed. you. But anyways, <laughs> um, he's wrong. But we'll move on. <laughs> he's wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I just think it. it they had no care for the season whatsoever. And I think that one of the more difficult aspects of it is that all of the male characters look different. And so it was really jarring to try to figure out who was who. Like, that that's Jose? That, I, that doesn't look like... Jo- that doesn't look like Gene. I mean, wh- who who are these people? I don't... I, I It was constantly trying to figure out who was who. So... Was the biggest... The biggest... Oh, yeah. She had a completely... Hairstyle was completely yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, by the way. You can't count that as a spoiler. That's the stupidest spoiler ever. Why do you, why you think that would be a spoiler? But I know, and I don't care that it, I don't, I think it is like the stupidest thing in the world. Um, but for <laughs> but people, you that, just made it into a spoiler by saying. Well, something. no. If somebody sees the entire first season <laughs> and they don't watch the second season, they would assume that something happened. You're making it into a spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm 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 gonna sign it, but it is a that is a spoiler because you know me. I was like, wait, you we both said the same thing. Wait, what? what you, she's there. Why is she there? They didn't explain why she's there. But yeah, they, they kind of alluded to something at the end of the season, but it'll be you decide. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
moving on there for the the sound <laughs> again they completely changed the the voice actresses um so nobody sounds the same i'm pretty sure a lot of the male characters would change as well but i think like henrietta just stands out like a sore thumb she is completely different completely different person in that voice so i mean but the music the music killed me they have like they replaced the whole idea of doing orchestrated music with with you know beethoven and stuff really well timed to generic um i would explain them as ps you know playstation one uh video game music really cheesy and over the top uh a lot of them are kind of like music you would hear playing a rail shooter in an arcade they were just really crappy detective action game or something like that. and they were just completely out of cue you would have this really upbeat action music playing and there's just nothing happening and it's like what are you doing what this isn't intense why are you doing this um so yeah suffice to say i did not like the audio whatsoever as, as well so that just added to the flames that we're gonna end up talking to here in a second about the characters themselves did you have anything to add to that before we move on to the characters? no <laughs> yeah i pretty much said yeah no, i agree it was there, there nothing was cued right i mean the the stark difference between the two seasons is just absolutely phenomenal. I it I just was blown away by how well everything was in in season one, and it was made all that much worse in season two. It's and then you had the fact of and in regards to animation with the second season, you had the issue with nothing was shown. I mean, ha- I mean, I'd probably say four out of five of the actual action scenes where you know something's happening they would just show like the windows of the building outside and you would hear gunshots and and people running around inside and people yelling and then they would show you the bodies like you stay outside you're you're like the reporter stay outside just just stay out here we'll handle the situation they go in there and they handle the situation like okay you can come in now come in let's take pictures with us standing next to the corpses you're not allowed to you're not allowed to see what happens you not you don't want you involved with the situation so it was just kind of a really big letdown from like i said how amazing the the season one's animation and action scenes were where you've seen everything you've seen bullets flying through people people falling down dead just the character running in there the just the 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 muzzle flashes happening from the guns and everything was just all there. And then I, this one, there was, sounds. there was some scenes where it did show, you know, a guy get shot in the, in the head, but it, that's what I'm saying. Like, four I, I, five I, times I have it to, wasn't. yeah, I have to agree that there, there was quite a few times where it was like, almost like they were rushed for time. So they were like, okay, we've got to get this, this scene done. So otherwise we're not going to be able to get to the, the end story. So, Let's just have Trelia go up in there and blast everybody out, and then then uh, Hersher will go in there and f- clear everything or something. It, well, it, it just yeah, it, was, it, it was it was a stark difference between the two. I think to, it was, it was it, I think it was definitely a, a a budget thing because you would have a something like that happen, and then two minutes later you're doing like I said earlier, where you're you have a person sitting in a car, mouth flapping about some piece of art. Talking, or, yeah, talking about uh, some kind of weird. Philosophy. I think that's where I think that's where a lot of the the bads in the second season come from, which I guess we'll talk about in a minute. Is just, I mean, probably sixty percent of that that entire series was just them talking about random poetry and crap that you can't really gather what the hell it means or 
why it even matters or why you should care or half the time you're wondering why the hell they even telling you about it. So it was, it just felt like filler, like have them go in there, show the side of the building, hear gunshots. And now they're sitting in there talking about Mozart. Okay. That's, that's great. You saved a whole bunch of money because all you had to do was pay the guy to sit there and talk while you made the animators make a mouth flap. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Anyways, so you want to just talk about the first season, and we'll just jump back and forth as we see Wish, and then when we get the second season stuff, we'll jump backwards as we see Wish, whatever. Because I think the first season, you're mainly, you're mainly covering, you're, you're following how you, its whole concept is the handlers. You think coming into Gunslinger Girl... It's going to be about the girls, how cutesy they are, and they're shooting guns, and how tragic their history is, or whatever, because where they came from that that led them to being there and not have a family to wonder where they went when they went to the hospital. It is really just, here's the handlers, and this is how they all decide how to deal with their particular girl. Each of the fratello, I think they say fratello. It's Fratillo. It looks like Fratillo, but it's I guess Fratello or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it's so you're 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 following Jose and and seeing how he chooses not to condition his Henrietta. You have uh, Johnson. He or I said Johnson. Gene and John and how he uh, you know decides to treat Rico or what was Hersher. the Hersher and how he treats Trillia and. You're kind of seeing a strike, uh, stark contrast between each one, and I, I guess the only the place where the the only point in which the first season kind of has a fault is they don't explain where they came from. You don't really get too much backstory into these characters. You're just really in the moment, and I think that's what I wrote in my my written review that I'm going to submit later. Is really this isn't a, the first season isn't about a huge conspiracy. It isn't about this huge ongoing plot. I mean, you do have section two and how they're constantly being questioned about if, if they they should be there. Section one is trying to shut them down because they want to be the big bads. Uh, you have the government, uh, certain factions trying to reveal them because they are section two and they're assassinating their people. But it is really just about the handlers and the moment to moment of them dealing with their, their particular girl. Or their their cybernetic girl, whatever you want to call them, they kind of agree with that. Disagree. I have slight different take on it, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying there. I'm gonna save my my thoughts for a little bit longer. You just want me to keep going? Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> um, I'm but, I'm waiting for the for the that that gray line between the two seasons, right? Because that's when I'm really gonna start talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's also the the aspect of how the conditioning affects the girls. That is a, a huge point in the sh- the series also. Um, a lot of the girls, when they get conditioned, they lose memories. Uh, they they Their lifespan is cut short, so you have that aspect in play. And that kind of lies into to, to Jose and how he deals with Henrietta. He doesn't... He sees her as a girl, whereas the other handlers kind of see them as robots, as cybernetics. They're, they're tools, well, I think you can take each one of the each one of the the handlers. And, huh? I thought you weren't going to talk. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think that you can take each one of the handlers and go as as a step down. Like uh, some Jose, worse, yeah, some Jose, Jose is 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 would be the 
one extreme where he he treats his his girl as a girl and then there's uh Hersher who 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 treats Trelia as as a little bit more like a girl but just a little bit less more more like a tool but a little bit less like a and then each one of them up until you get to the other extreme which would be what um uh Marco Marcus was kind of bad but he kind of changes really quickly so it was the other one but let's not get into her, him yeah he was the but worst yeah the one that he, had angelica yeah. that was no uh, was elsa really bad as well elsa was the worst yeah that would probably be the worst yeah he was he was pretty much the it is a tool i'll smack it around all i want it needs to be conditioned again keep it in line kind of thing um but yeah it i think that's kind of what i enjoyed most about the series though is it was it was just all about the handlers and how they chose to deal with their their particular girl. And it never kind of got boring. I, I was constantly interested in how each girl would end up turning out based off of how they were treated. And didn't really care too much about what was going around them. It was like, okay, cool, there's another, there's another person they have to take down. And just the emotional connection between the handlers and the girls, I think, was a... a, a a huge driving port for the entire series, so it, I I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're still waiting. <laughs> um, so I guess we can I guess we can move on to the second season because I don't I it's really hard choosing what I can really get into that wouldn't be spoiler for people that are listening. So I, I, I guess I would probably leave it at that. And I think a lot of things will probably come up as we're talking about the second season as well. Yeah. I think the I think the second season is really where the crux of. Before we get into the bads of the second season, I want to talk about. The I don't want to say I don't want to say bad. You know? oh, I'm going to be bad. I'm <laughs> I'm saying for myself, uh, the second season. The only thing that I really enjoyed about the second season was there was a lot of, like I said before, there wasn't really much talk about why they choose to treat a girl the way they do, why they're at where they're at. In the second season, you start diving into that. You start seeing where each and in the the OVA. I'm gonna kind of batch the OVA and this the second season together because it's pretty much just two more episodes. Um, but the second season and the, the OVA, you're really starting to get into why they treat their 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 girls the way they do, how they got to the organization. Even though I kind of had trouble following who the hell was in the the flashbacks, I I remember having one moment where I was like wait, so how did he not know who that character was? And you're like, no, that's that wasn't him. That was this other character. And I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know who the hell was who. I didn't... Because yeah, I think he ended up having a different name. But Yeah, he had a different name and he changed But they name. didn't really... The flashback cues weren't at the right time to tell me, oh, it's him looking into his past. It was just, okay, we're, we're talking about Jose's history again and his sister. And then... Boom! We're we're doing another flashback where they're going to find this well that particular- this cell of 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 child murderers, and so I'm making the connection that this flashback went into this flashback, but they're two different characters having a flashback. Well, I I think that I don't I don't blame you on that one because I don't think they they specifically said this is this person. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, you usually have like in most flashback situation you'll have. You know, the guy's walking down the street, and then suddenly you see this face, and then it fades into the flashback. So you know it's him. Yeah. This wasn't the case. It was just random, okay, we're talking about the little sister of Jose, and now we're talking about this this child murdering cell and these people stopping it. So I'm automatically assuming that's Jose in the past, and maybe he's just younger. He looks a little different. 
Uh, but then that falls again into the art style being so terrible that I couldn't really decipher people. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I is it am I safe to go ahead and start talking about my? I I unless you want to start and get into the characters and how they act, I I do really want to get into that though. One of the big problems I had because we were we were discussing the entire time we watched the second season like. Okay, on a first episode, what is your first impression? If this was a new season and this is the first episode you watched in this new season, would you be like, man, I got to tell Twitter, this is going to be amazing? Or would you be not even thinking about watching the second episode, just completely forgetting that you enjoy the first season? And I just constantly had this feeling of, no, I would have probably dropped this if it weren't for the fact that I just love the first season and I want to see more of these characters. And like I said, they do get more insight into their history, but the entire trip is just riddled with garbage that you you can't enjoy and one of the problems was is this huge dark difference in the characters you had the first season these girls were conditioned and even with Henrietta where she wasn't ever really conditioned they were follow your handler follow their orders don't speak up do what you're supposed to be doing yeah Trella was very spunky she was one of the older ones she did have a lot of spunk in her, so she would talk back. But all the other girls, they were, shut your mouth, don't talk, just sit there and do your job. Their eyes were always in one position. They were just always focused. They were they were bordering they were, on the edge of Solus doll. They were, right. They were very, very... And when they did, when you did have a moment where, like, Henrietta would smile at something that Jose did, it was like, that was special. It was special that she smiled at that one moment. They maybe three times in the entire series. And then you get to the second season, first episode, boom. We are and this isn't a huge time jump, I don't believe, because of a certain character that they talk about uh it isn't a, it couldn't be much of a time leap there. And especially since they're not really they're not grown up. They're the same age. So this isn't a time leap here. Right on the first episode, Genki heaven. Every character is happy. They're all moe. They're smiling. They're making noises. Every head turn they make. This was a series sold on moe and cute and adorable. And the Rico, who has never moved and stepped out of line, is suddenly balancing on a, the the sidewalk. And and Henrietta is thinking about Big Brother and how she wants to grab his hand and. This whole bro siscon thing happening, it was absolutely jarring to jump from season one to season two and see this. It, these were not the same characters that I fell in love with. These were from some school club show, just ripped out of the guts and thrown into this new season of girls toting, toting guns. And it was just, I just, I hated it. I, I absolutely I, hated it. I, I can attest to this. I, it was, it was absolutely night and day i mean i i quite literally i i i loved henrietta in the first season i i loved like my brother was saying it was almost like every once in a while she was just perfectly cute i mean she just she was very very low-key and chill and then all of a sudden you get this this cute little smile every once in a while and it was just it was heaven i mean i loved it um but then in second season it was i wouldn't I like my brother was saying, you know, if I was watching the first episode of the first season, heck yeah, I would love to watch this show. Now, if I hadn't seen the first season and I seen the first episode of of the second season, yeah, I'd watch it. Um 
And I, th- I think I that it probably would wouldn't, I, I don't think it would have been as much of a, a jarring, I mean, literally, if following each character and then seeing these characters like they are in this second season, it was like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that went right alongside the, the, the characters changing the art. It was like, I had, at certain points, I'm going, this can't be, the, is this the same, is this the same character? I, I don't know if this is the same, and then they would use their name, and I'm like, okay, that's that character, but that's not that character. I don't know what you did to them. But yeah, I was like, I was saying it. If if you, the only driving force I had to finish in the second season was strictly in that I was invested in these characters from the sur- first season. Otherwise, I would have dropped it. And especially towards the end, I was just maybe like halfway through it. I was just going, just the only reason I'm watching this is because we're going to do a podcast on it. Otherwise, I would completely shut this thing off and throw this disc away because I am so not invested in these characters anymore. This is just ruining. My love of Gunslinger Girl. Yeah, the second, up and down. the second season is definitely nowhere near the same engaging. I mean, in, in the first season, you definitely felt like, I, I want to see what's going on. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? In the second season, quite literally, there was one particular episode that I just... I was sitting there playing with the puppy, and we were just... I was laughing at the puppy while... Something was happening on the show. We had to find something to laugh at. We were laughing at the girl potting plants living in the, pl- the pot. <laughs> we and, and, and we were kind of overdubbing it with, oh, look, this is going to grow. Wait, why isn't it growing? Oh, because maybe because I got it in a pot. And, <laughs> and then we s- discovered that apparently putting a pot in the ground makes the pot clone itself. We, we figured that the character had figured out how to clone, <laughs> uh, clone the plants, so... We, we kind of made our own little world. Uh, something a lot more interesting than what was going on the screen. But I, I almost want to just kind of... While they were talking about philosophy and stuff like that, we were making fun of oh, the gosh. <laughs> Clayus, shut up. I don't care about your stupid book. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just... I almost want to like take this entire series and rip them onto a, DVD, a digital format and then just kind of splice up the actual... In- important information about characters like Jose's background and and uh, all these important character backgrounds they actually had in there. Little nuggets of good even though they were boring, they were still information of how why they treat their hand their their girls the way they do and just kind of make them into a twenty minute episode because it's basically all that was in there. <laughs> there was there was to me there was quite a bit of Story conclusion in the second season, but I didn't. I, it was my main my, my main thing is okay, and and me and my brother talked about this. I think it was yesterday or the day before, where we were we were discussing the main difference between the two. I think that the the biggest difference is really in the storytelling, um, and this is the thing that I was kind of wanting to talk about the most. the The first season, when you watch the first season, you can. Although the it's titled Gunslinger Girls, it's Girl. really Gunslinger you did Girl. It. You did it. <laughs> you did it twice already. So, <laughs> um, I was talking about the series. <laughs> there are multiples of them. You can tell a difference in in the way that it, the story is told. Even though it's 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 a story about the girls, it's really the story is really about the handlers and how they take care of the girls, which I think is good. I think that's. And, I, I think that's what sets it apart from a typical, 
like the second season like we said the second season was doing was it was making it a moe show the whole fact of making it about the handlers keeps it it keeps it separated from that it says we're doing this yes these girls are cute yes they blow people away but this is about serious this is about how they're handled and and i think that it gives it it gives the the the, the handlers it, it gives you the humanism in mm-hmm. in the in the story it helps you to see what is those bounds? If I was a handler, how would I take care of my girl? I would be it really. Yeah, would, it, that's one of the things that I enjoyed about it was we we kept getting in the discussion. Like, it really makes you question: how, What would you do? Like, yeah. these are real girls, and 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 even though, and this is the the funny thing, I think that strangely enough, the story is told about the handlers, but it's from the perspective of the girls. Mm-hmm. which is is a strange way of doing it because in a way it tells the story from the perspective of the girls the girls don't really know what's going on well yeah because you're seeing what the effect is because yeah. you're, you're seeing the girls and how they are now being molded yeah and and although every once in a while it will show information about okay jose and sean in in a in a, in a conference room get, talking to the the big guy and Jose is getting scolded for not conditioning Henrietta enough, or or John is getting chewed out for Rico being stupid. Um, it, those scenes are there, and and they're they're crucial parts to telling the story. But it's not focused on that. It's focused on everything from the girl's perspective. So. It, when they go into a a mission, you may not necessarily know what's going on, why the mission is there, what's going on with the mission, who who they're going against. All you know is the girl is order. going. Yeah, they have an order, and you need to go and take care of it. Now, during the during the the mission, you may get information mm-hmm. as to what's going on behind the scenes. And I thought that that was a well, the, genius way to tell the story. And it wasn't that the the missions were just there for just to show the girls shooting people there was a lot of situations where what they were told to do or how they end up handling a certain situation while being out in the mission definitely affected the girl like you would see uh one person having to choose to kill somebody that you just know it's wrong but they just do it without even thinking and then you see the aftermath of them doing that and you're going is this really a a girl or is this a robot kind of thing. And I I really enjoy those particular moments. It was like, I I think one of the the greatest things that the entire series, I mean, even including the second season, maybe is it's constantly making you question. I mean, these are actually girls. I mean, is this right? I mean, were they better off? What should they have let just let them die? Yes. They're giving them a second life. Yes. They're, they revive them essentially, but almost, is this wrong kind of thing, which was really interesting. And then you go into the second season where the storytelling, this is really, I think where the crux of the problem becomes the storytelling is completely shifted Mm -hmm. and it goes from telling the story from the perspective of the girls about the handlers. It goes into telling the story about the handlers and what they're doing, or it really more the adults yeah, it's, it's telling it's the story about the adults because you're talking about um, the the terrorists. You're Franco, talking, Franco. Yeah, the, it, everything has shifted away from the girls in general. I mean, I think that 
you know, in all, I mean, if you stop and think about it, how many of the episodes in general were actually showing the girls? Yeah, there was a lot of episodes where it was like you would have maybe one scene where they just take them out of the car and go do this. That was pretty much their entire, yeah, you know, their their point in the entire episode that they would actually have them in there. So, and yeah, the, I agree with that. The rest of it would be about uh, the the terrorists, it would, or it would be about the assassin kid that's, that's on the other side. Um, or it would be about the this this person or that person, and they would focus on the entire episode on that. And it's like, where are the girls? I came here to watch the girls. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. In the second season, that that makes me go. I'm almost happy they did that because the girls were stupid in the second season. I mean, yeah, it, I this wasn't I agree. this wasn't adorable, happy, cute. This was they literally made the girls look stupid. They looked stupid, cute, like. Like, they have no mind. They're just being cute to be cute. They're dancing around being idiots. Or Rico, I think, was one of the ones that I just... I It pained me so much to see her because she was so different in the second season because she would not sit still. She was constantly hyper on Sugar Rush dancing around like an idiot. And it... So it almost made me go. I'm glad they didn't show that much of them because they just look stupid. And I, when and I agree. I I agree. But I I'm I'm just pointing out the the. But yeah, it, it is definitely it's not like we said. It, it's getting into the, their their backstories, and that's pretty much it. You're yeah. you're getting into the the real stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and it like it's good if it was a good story. But in this the entire second season, this whole backstory of this group. Is just a lot of name it, drops. It, it, just became, it doesn't make it, any it, sense. It, 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 and yeah, it became it, it became really really convoluted. I mean, yeah, they, they the somehow somehow they they they, they made a very simple terrorist plot into an entire season. This was all just to bomb one stupid bridge, and they made it into an entire season. <laughs> no, no, I mean, what I mean by convoluted, I mean that that was stupid in itself. But uh, they they somehow linked one of the girls into a I, I take that back not the girl the the handler they somehow linked the handler into one of the doggone terrorists and it was like why why do they have to have anything to do with each other that doesn't make any sense what i mean drama really <laughs> and, and then and, and then they it and then it well not they try not to make that. it they try to make it look like a very tragic scene and it's like i i guess i was supposed to care about what just happened but the door just opened. The guy flopped out, and I don't care. I don't <laughs> not, care. Not even that. It, the, the the fact that it that in the end it didn't even matter. Right. What was the point in, in connecting the these? Oh, a lot people. of things didn't, didn't matter. Like Jose's uh, little sister. The entire second season, we're seeing her, and we don't even know what happened to her. Yeah. It was like, why did you? Why? And they don't they don't tell you why it matters. They they do kind of tell you why it matters to him and Henrietta, but. They never tell what happens. They do some weird ghost thing, and I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> Spoiler: <laughs> You just got to decide. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. It just, <sighs> it's just frustrating. I, I honestly wanted to enjoy a second season of what I loved so much in the first season. I think what I should have done is researched a little more and found out that it was a different studio, different director. I don't think it would have really mattered because when it comes down it. to it, yeah, you would still watch it because I think that I think that the first season was enough that it didn't matter who you were. Oh, you were. could have wrapped up the first season and been fine. Yeah, and, and I agree. 
And and it, I think that anybody, if you're listening to this, basically what we're saying is the first season is a masterpiece. It's good. It's yes, absolutely good. Very, gorgeous, well-told, perfect story. The second season is... I think that you, you think said you it have the a other, lot of time on your hands, you're bored, and you are really invested yeah, in the characters. Yeah, if you want to have a background story, go for it. I mean, Just be expecting Moe stupid girls and well, a lot not of even poetry really that. talk. It just, I mean, not, a, not even that. It's just, it's, it's there. You, you, you watch it just to complete the story. Just, just so you got a little bit of understanding as to who is who and why they're doing things. But... Don't expect much more than that, because all honesty, the storytelling is not that great. And I just I was very disappointed in the stark contrast between season one and season two. So I think about the only thing I honestly the only point in which I actually enjoyed of the second season was seeing Trilla and her handler and how they were connected. That was yeah, it. I thought that that was a, and a very it, compelling Like story. I said, I didn't even know it was him until Chris pointed out who it was. And then I was like, okay, that's cool. I yeah. wish I had realized who that was, because that is actually a cool little connection. But there's nothing... I, I can't think his... of anything else there that I was actually enjoyed. LVA was alright as comparison to the entire second season. But like I said, it's a continuation. Yeah, it, it it added it added a little bit more background on a couple more characters, but it didn't really add anything to the story as a whole. Then there's the manga. You gonna watch? Are you gonna read the manga? I am seriously considering it. I'm afraid it, it that makes I want to almost look up more information on uh, the making of the second season and find out if it was starkly different than what the manga was. If they just took it in a direction that wasn't supposed to go like. Is the manga cut sitting there going, "What have you done to my characters? Why yeah. are they my? <laughs> Why are they making noises every time they move their head? That's not what my characters are." Um, but like we were, we were saying, it was like it was, with the goofy attitude they had in the second season. I was almost thinking it was a case because they pointed out kind of in the OVA where they're kind of saying, "We see what you've done, Jose, and we're kind of trying to do the same thing." I can then make it makes kind of sense why they're acting more girly and goofy, but then again, it, it's stupid goofy. I can kind of see where they're kind of starting to get personality and do things they're not really technically supposed to do. Yeah, but they never touched that. But they never idea. pointed out, and yeah. again, it it went to a stupid level. So I could kind of understand if that was the case, but it's just not. I don't think it is because, like I said, it's just, it's right after the first season. So the the difference between them when they were in the first season and the second season. And like I said, Henrietta was never really conditioned, and she never turned out Genki right off the bat. So why would these characters suddenly, boom, they're crazy? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. So have we destroyed the second season enough? I want to, I want to make sure it's thoroughly destroyed. I think we pretty much. I mean, between the two of us, the, I mean, it's obvious that neither of us really liked the second season. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I think the engagement is really the main thing. I mean, oh, if I, I had yeah. felt, if I felt even a slight bit of engagement in the second season, I just didn't care. I kind of enjoyed uh, the the whole what was his name the the assassin in the second season, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Why don't I remember? That's like an it's <laughs> an easy day to remember. Why don't I remember? Uh, Pinocchio and and his his uncle. That was that. Their whole story was kind of interesting, but that was like a 
10 minute, you could probably comprise that into a 10 minute segment. Um, and most of the time it was just kind of annoying, um, just kind of dragging it out. Um, I didn't care about Franco and Franca. I honestly did not care whatsoever for their story. They just weren't interesting to me, even though they, they really wanted to make them interesting. There was a lot of little them eating dinner together and talking about, uh, Pinocchio or something. And it's like, I well, just don't, their, their story, their story wasn't deep enough. I mean, right. honestly, I was a little bit interested in them, but once they once they explained, okay, this is what I, I still to this day I don't really know what she was after. She she yeah. was apparently her, she her was old, apparently after uh, her, her making father, her yeah her yeah. father had been wrongfully imprisoned and poisoned and killed, so she hates the she hates the government. Wants to to somehow she doesn't want to hurt anybody, but she just. She just wants to make things collapse. It was like, I, it it didn't make it didn't make much sense to me. It was it was a, it was just very shallow in the way it was built, and it didn't really give you enough reason to. It, it wasn't believable. I guess it was is, is yeah, the proper it way just, of putting it. it. Yeah, for they they really tried to make her into an antihero, and it it just did right. it didn't work. It was like, and they were trying to make you care for them. Yeah, and. To have a whole story based off of, I'm mad, I want to blow things up, but I don't want to hurt anybody. It's hard to blow up things without hurting people, <laughs> seriously. And then to have, okay, I'm going to go get this guy to help me. You're going to help me because I am so upset. Okay, I'm going to help you. It, it didn't ever really explain why Franco was, it, it really cared to do this. I mean, he's he's giving up his his drinking age to follow her and... The, the short little flashback that they gave us where he she goes to see him and she's still there after he tells her to go away. And then we're supposed to believe, okay, there was a, a moment between the two of them and now he wants to follow her to death. That make, it makes it made no sense. Like there was nothing there to really care about. Yeah, they like, didn't and they didn't even really I mean, they played on the they're almost lovers, but they're not, and it's like ah it, they they the chemistry was there, but it just wasn't strong enough. I mean, the the only thing I think really was there for Franco was just that he was like, she gives me a reason to live or something like that. Okay, I can kind of go with that. Sure, we'll we'll do that and we'll just move on because I don't care anymore, <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, it was. I didn't really didn't really like it whatsoever. Um, there was something else that I was the, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. What about Pinocchio? <laughs> adding adding Pinocchio to the mix, it, it gave it gave a little bit more humanism to to uh, Franca, but unfortunately, Pinocchio oh. he was as a character himself. He was interesting, but he wasn't. I didn't care enough about him to use him as a catalyst. For to humanize the other two or even her his his father adoptive father it just it didn't do enough to add to them as characters no the thing i was trying to think of was uh everybody sucked in the second season (laughs) yes i mean the first season really made you believe that these girls were they were assassins they were very strictly trained they were conditioned they were just unstoppable, and that was fine for me. I, I enjoyed the idea that they were unstoppable. I I know that some people like the idea of well, you need to make them where 
they are they're not indestructible that there's there's challenges that they can face and that that was that never really crossed my mind the first season i i just took it like yes that's that's who they are and the second season they didn't want to kill off anybody they wanted to they wanted to make sure that the girls didn't kill anybody so they just were terrible shots everybody just was getting beat up they were terrible at their job and it makes them more moe. <laughs> yeah, like a trip and to heat, you know. I mean, the first season they had them do the, the goofy eye trip over a, a a bullet shell or something like that, but that was really that didn't that didn't bother me. But in the second season, you have them just being absolutely terrible shots. They weren't lethal as what they were in the first season. They were just goofy, silly girls using guns that they shouldn't even have in their hands. They were completely unbelievable as assassins. They were just why not just give the guns to the the adults at that point? You just feel like well, they pretty much did. Yeah, <laughs> it almost made you feel like okay, playtime's over. Girls, put the gun down. The guys will handle it from here on out because you're no longer what they made you in the first season, which was in the first season. It was the handlers were standing back. The handlers were standing back, and they were letting the girls do it because the girls were trained to do it. The second season was more put the guns down. Let the handlers handle it because you obviously can't shoot a dag on thing. <laughs> the guys would come in and 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 I think fifty percent of the time the guys were actually coming in and saving the girls, which that was really yeah, yeah huge start and blush, between the two seasons. Blush on each hand, thank you. <laughs> it's just stupid. I mean, I, I mean, there was I, one I, character where it was like she was just standing there the entire time. It was like you're not even going to use them. They're just. I mean, it was kind of story based why he was doing it, but. I want to see him in action, and there was none of that. Well, there was even one one particular scene where where one of the girls was in a in a battle with a particular person, and that person beat the girl. And I I could even go with that, but another one of the girls ended up in a situation, and this girl you knew she was really really awesome. Even the other girl was really awesome, and. For that one to get beat up, it was like, what are you doing to these girls? I mean, the second season, they were, uh, uh, it was, it, th- this well, is especially what re- Especially since they pointed out specifically how much training that one person had. And start in, in contrast between the two, there should be no question why, I mean, you can even have an equal training uh, quality between the two characters, but... When you add in the fact that the girls have cybernetics and crap, <laughs> they probably should be out doing the other person, and it wasn't. And it's just kind of bothersome. Well, I mean, it may a fluke on that one particular character. I, I, I can go with that, <laughs> but all of them. I mean, you're talking this. This is what we're talking about in general. This is why the the the. You, you go in after watching the first season you come out of it going okay these girls are awesome the storytelling was awesome and then you go into the second season thinking that you're going to get the exact same formula you would think it'd be from the same writer at least yeah and everything was contrastedly different i mean and it wasn't in a good way yeah i think we've pretty much mentioned already but i i I'm very much hesitant to check out the manga because I'm wondering if did the manga go this direction with that segment of the story? Would I get that if I watched the, or read the manga, or did Artland just completely tick them off by going in some weird, crazy moe direction? Yeah, 
That's that's that. I I almost want to wa- see if I was re- if I had watched the first season, would I want would I read the manga? Heck yeah! This was an awesome story. I I would definitely go into it. After watching the second season, I I have to go agree with my brother. I almost want to read it just to see if it really did go in this direction. But if I was going off of the second season, would I want to read the manga? Heck no. Yeah, I, I I have no interest in the the this this story now. It's sort of like Soul uh, Soul Eater. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, did he really write this? <laughs> is this really his stuff? Because this doesn't seem like his stuff. Because this is not Soul Eater. But yeah. Anyways, is there anything we have not covered? I think we've <laughs> pretty much hit everything without spoiling not things. That, not not that I can think of. Well, that turned out to be a lot more, a lot less discussion I thought would be, but a lot more than. Can be expected. Yeah, for. we started a bit early just so because we figured it was gonna. Like, man, we're gonna talk for like three hours on this stuff, and then <laughs> we kind of. I think we got to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to start killing that that horse, so we'll we'll settle it there. But so yeah, my my our conclusions, just quick rundown in case anybody's getting a little mixed up between first and second season talk. I don't think it's too difficult to decipher what we talked about with first season, second season, because if it's bad, it's probably the second season. If it's good talk, it's probably the first season. Um, but the first season. Definitely go out and watch it. It is very, it is very good. I enjoyed the chemistry between the handlers and their girls, the how each one of them treats their girls, how they end up turning out. All that stuff is very interesting. The moment-to-moment storytelling is just stellar. And the only thing, if you want to drag it out of me, that I thought was kind of shallow was that they didn't really go into their backstories and why they were there, which does get kind of handled in the second season in a very terrible way. But it doesn't matter because I don't think I I I came out of this the first season a long time ago in, in two thousand three, loving it and I and it rounded up nicely it wrapped it up it was a, a well concluded concluded series, so definitely go watch it just drop what you're doing go get the Blu-ray definitely get the Blu-ray because it has the better sound quality, and watch it. The second season. Like I said before, if you're really invested in the characters, you have some time on your hands, you don't mind the weird, goofy, kind of almost stupid Moe stuff, go watch the second season because you're going to get a little bit more backstory in some of the characters. Just expect that a lot of it is just really drug out. The animation is terrible and the audio is terrible. Maybe you want to mute it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my, my quick rundown. of. If, if you ask me right now, I would say... Pfft. Why haven't you watched the first season yet? It's 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 gorgeous. It's absolutely a masterpiece. Uh, second season, I would be a little bit mixed on. I think that it was. It's good if you want a completion to the story. It's not good as far as anything else. I mean, there's nothing in there that I could I could give you as a a reason to watch it. It's it's. But, but but even at that, the completionist part, I like I said, the first season is concluded. The second season, yeah, they do get in the characters, but I just don't think they do it well enough that you would can, I can call it a completion because it's not like it's wrapping much up besides showing you, like I said, certain connections between certain characters, which they do show one really good connection, like we mentioned before, one good connection between one handler and one, and one of the girls. And... It, I don't think it reflects their the way they treat each other very well. It, I agree because it, it almost seems like in the first season, the way they treat each other wouldn't even take that into consideration. Yeah, I didn't you would think I, based I, off I of what they went through mm-hmm. in that flashback, 
he would be treating her in a completely different way, and it doesn't it doesn't match. I agree. They didn't they didn't match it very well. I agree. I, I or agree give context 100%. to why it changes. I so, I totally. It agree. only confuses me more. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's our roundup of of Gunslinger Girls. I hope you all enjoyed it. We definitely want to do more of these where we go and look back at. Uh, this is not really too old of a series, but it is it is one of the older ones. Um, we're looking to do more of these things. I think we have like Hanasaki Roha, which again is not a really old one, uh, but we have Claymore, um, some other series that we want to really dive into that are probably more in the the, ni- the 1990s. I think those are a lot of the ones that I really want to dive into eventually. Um, but they're kind of a to say, hey, go check out these older shows because. You just don't get these kind of storytellings anymore. I mean, this is still in the 2003 area, but this was kind of in the point in which things kind of started changing from dark, gritty, not so much uh, overly cutesy shows to more cutesy shows that we get these days. So it is it is a very... It's, it's nice to get this kind of perspective back in the day of what storytelling they did. Um, but yeah, we hope you all enjoyed that. Definitely check us out. <laughs> My dog is annoying the hell out of me. Check us out at TalkingSpirit.com. Uh, you can go there for all our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old shows. And check out our forums where we have uh, a good, good community going. Uh, got some good questions up there. <laughs> Be a part of it. <laughs> this is totally live. And she's biting my arm. Um, but yeah, get on get on our community and ask the questions you have there. Share your opinions on things. Uh, we'll have a, a thread made on the forums for this particular episode. So if you've watched it and you want to give your two cents on it make sure to put some spoiler tags on the stuff that you think are spoiler related or if you haven't watched it yet and you want to give us some feedback on if you're deciding to watch it or not let us know um but yeah we also have a youtube channel uh we'll be getting a unboxing of hanasaki iroha collection edition up there here soon um but go ahead and subscribe to us there as well but yeah good times yeah i wish we had more to talk about but we've we've drained it we've We've sucked the life out of it. We've, we've bled the rock as much as we can. Yeah, we, 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 we broke it down as much as we can. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Zerul36, Z-E-R-U-E-L-36, and you are... At California underscore Wolf. Yes. We thank you all for listening. Our closing song is going to be the opening of Gunslinger Girls' second season. About the only good thing about that season was the song. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh, what was the translation? Because I'm going to butcher this. Tata... Hito su no omi. I don't remember anymore. I'm trying to get this. This is all live again, once again. Uh, it is just one thought, is the translation, and that is by Kokai. Kokai? Kokai? Kokai. Kokia. Kokai. Go Kokai. We thank you all for listening. You all take care. Thanks for listening to us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>